Welcome to Pat Stands Inc. or PSI, a member of the Every Morning Quarterback team. You got Brendan, you got Connor. Episode three, we are going to do a nice little deep dive into. We are in the third week of the preseason. Patriots, joint practices, and Viva Las Vegas with the Raiders. Brendan, how you doing today? I am so excited. We're so close. We're so uh, close. Next week, we cut to 53. Final preseason game this week. We are two weeks away from real football. Mac Jones playing real football snaps. I am uh, just beyond excited. Does anyone else spend the last week of the preseason like me just on NFL.com's transaction wire, just hitting refresh, 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 and just watching the names? Yes, I, I love it. I'm, I'm very, I love that final week. It's so exciting uh, for us, at least. Um, the Patriots, though, always we always cut some like interesting. We always make some interesting cuts. So we'll have we'll have a lot to talk about in the in the coming week. And then, um, and that, then we'll sign us like a, you know a seventh O lineman off like some guy's waiver wire, and everyone's like, "Look out! This guy showed promise in 2012." So here we go. It's like, hey, no. Yeah, that's. I'm, we're definitely going to do a lot of that. There's there's going to be random people we'd never thought of coming onto this roster at some point. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, first thing, uh, Tyquan Thornton gets hurt. We just, uh, I think Jerry Thornton put it best on Barstool, we just can't have nice things. Uh, For I a spoiled think... franchise, we are we really are cursed at, at this at specific thing, the new rookie fun receiver we're excited about. Are you, I was going to say, are you excited for the, the, the local media to blame Belichick? Like, ah, he drafted a guy who can't stay healthy. You know they're already doing it because the, their one go-to when they got him and the last two weeks, like even with him looking good, has been, but he looks so like rail thin. He's going to get yeah. hurt and then gets tackled, boom, clavicle. clavicle and now yeah. they're, they're so excited about it. I mean – He'll be back this year, but, man, it's hard to envision a rookie in Belichick's system coming back midway through the year and being productive. He might come back and contribute, but, man, he's got a real uphill battle to climb if he thinks he's going to be able to come back his rookie season halfway through the year and be a productive member of this offense. I'm already scared of, like, the Malcolm Mitchell, where it's like, you know he's great, but the injuries plague him. Please don't happen. Hopefully, the one thing is, like, we have receiver depth. It's funny, as soon as everyone's talking, like we talked about last week, oh, are they going to trade a receiver? Yeah. Boom, someone gets hurt. Um, and it stinks that it's him because I really was excited to see him play. Uh, but we do have receiver depth. And I do think if he does come back, there's going to be less pressure on him. So he might be able to find his spots and get back out here. But it just stinks. I was very excited about him. Well, it's tough, too, because it comes on the heels of uh, Christian Wilkerson's injury after the uh... – Unfortunate incident in pra- joint practice last week. Uh, as we all know, the you know Panthers are a bunch of scumbags. The Panthers threw a party over his corpse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But after after cheap shots because they're a bunch of scumbags. And then everyone's like, "Why are the Patriots so undisciplined?" Mm, absolutely. Have fun going eight and nine again. <laughs> Shout out Zach. Shout out Zach for that one. He's like, "You only won five and twelve last year." It's like the point is they're going to be scummy. All right. So uh, other um. More disappointing draft picks of, of past years. Ronnie Perkins goes to IR. He's going to miss the season. Mm-hmm. Um, ne- he's never really shown much promise since the third round pick spent on him in the past. Um, thoughts on Ronnie Perkins going on IR? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate. It's one of those things where, okay, it, it could have been worse uh, because we got a lot of dudes stepping up at those positions right now. I know it's funny coming from me. I was talking about how our uh, 
our edge pass rushers were kind of a weakness coming into the year. I talked about how our linebacking core was one of our weaknesses coming into the year. I'll tell you what, right now, freaking Uche, Wilson, and Bentley aren't screwing around. Uh, and that's not even And Jennings, too. Uh, don't even get me started. Raquan McMillan looks like a goddamn pro bowler right now. I, I'm so excited about McMillan and Wilson. Like We, we got linebackers now. You beat me to it, too. Anthony Jennings is lighting the world on fire. That guy looked like an absolute stud last week. So, I mean, you never want to see these guys go down, especially right now. But uh, I don't think it's going to be as big of a loss as as, as if, Tyquan Thorne might be. If we were ranking which pass rusher we'd want to go down, <laughs> I think we yeah. would have we would have penciled Perkins in there. Uh, it's funny. Both of us were talking about one of the weaknesses or question marks we saw on the defense last week was who that other pass rusher is after Judon. And then in the in the game on Friday, Uche and and Jennings. Oh I mean, God. everyone was showing out. Wise looked awesome. Wise looked great. I, I'm I'm pretty excited about it now. It's it's one of those things where it was a position where we thought we were weak and we might have some serious not 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 just contributors, but depth. Uh, and it doesn't hurt that we I, I legitimately think we have the best interior D line of anybody in this league. Our yeah. D line is an absolute absolute rock right now in the middle. Teams are not going to be able to get the ball inside the tackles on us, uh, which is going to really help out our edge rushers. So if we can keep those guys rolling and have another good week and look as good as we did last week against the Raiders on Friday, uh, I got some real, real excitement for this. One yeah, quick – sorry. One, top picks, uh, the, the Panthers' top pick there, Icky, uh, had a quite a welcome to the NFL first quarter there from the Patriots with getting giving up two sacks and then getting his doors blown off. Uh, fun times for him. It's not. It's not surprising. All week, all week they reported that just Wise was making him look like an idiot. They said he was just absolutely smashing Icky all day. Uh, last note, really quick, just just so we can touch on it. Andrew Stuber, seventh, seventh round pick out of Michigan. Uh, he's down. He's been on the injured list most of the preseason, so it's nothing surprising. Uh, I hate to ask it, but we got to cover our bases. Does that impact the offensive line at all? What what the offensive line has so much flux right now. It's really hard to tell what impacts what. I think let's just transition right to this topic, I guess, because the key to all this is Isaiah Wynn, both his health and uh, uh, I guess potential uh, trade talks about him. Um, and then who gets plugged in in that tackle spot, that guard spot, if we move someone out. Um, what are your thoughts on Isaiah Wynn? Well, to, to 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 touch on what you said, if we do, if he does go, I think Onwenu gets pushed out to right tackle, and I and I think it's a battle for that last guard job. Maybe uh, I mean Yasir Durant's had a killer preseason, but we need that dude at swing tackle, man. That's just something that's so important with the uh, you know with Trent Brown and all the health issues that we have. Um, it's picking up steam. You know, it started out as kind of like a rumor. You know, hey, is Isaiah win on the trade block? Rumor is Patriots are you know fielding calls. And all of a sudden, it snowballed into they're actively uh, answering calls. They're actively shopping Isaiah Wynn. Now, I don't know how much truth there is to that. Uh, everybody seems really hung up on the cap situation with him. He's making about $9.5 million this year, uh, or at least towards the cap. Personally, I don't think we have the depth to move him. If we move him, I think we're going to be in really dire straits because uh, a lot of our guys on the offensive line do not have a history of staying healthy. And right now, Heron and uh, uh, Heron and uh, who was uh, Kajust, uh, 
Kajus looks good. Yasir Durant, not so much. Heron, not so much. Uh, I just don't love our depth tackles right now. I, I think it'd be a huge mistake to move win. Um, what do you think? Yeah, uh, the problem is you you said our offensive line has trouble staying healthy. I mean, if we were ranking who has the most trouble staying healthy, Isaiah Wynn is the top of the list. Isaiah yeah, Wynn sure. can't stay healthy right now at all. Isaiah Wynn is hurt right this second. Um, he was hurt all last week. He came back a bit. He left practice today. Uh, he was on the sideline all day today. Didn't return to practice. Um, he's not a very reliable guy in terms of his health. Uh, he's had this problem. I don't think he's played a full season. He's missed a ton of time every year he's been here. Um, and sort of, I think on this one, there might be when there's smoke, there's fire. Belichick likes to move on from a guy one year early. We are not re-signing Isaiah Wynn next year. He's out the door. He might want to just plug one of these guys in and let him really play and maybe have a competition for it among these other guys and see what value he can get out of win, free up a little cap space going forward. I wouldn't be surprised if they actually do this. This is a kind of move that he's made a few times before. Um, yeah, I, it's not that crazy a thought to me. I, I don't, I kind of want to hold on to him because I, I think tackle depth is like you can't find it in the NFL. Um, and he is such a great run blocker. I'd rather have him than not have him. Uh, but I think there's, I think there's some truth to these rumors. So you mentioned tackle depth. That's exactly what I was going to touch on. If we move him, it's going to be on when moving out to right tackle for sure. I don't mind finding a guy to plug into the guard. You cannot just plug in somebody at right tackle. You just can't. It's just yeah. not. You can't go out and find some dude off the street to plug in a right tackle and expect to be successful. You'll have a lot higher chances to move somebody into guard. Uh, and be successful in this league rather than tackle. It's just the way it is. We'll talk about it more next week when we talk about final cutdowns, but this is going to be one of my bold predictions. I'll give you a little preview here. I think the starting right guard for the Patriots this season in week one is not currently on our roster. I think it's going to be it's going to be somebody that we pick up off the waiver wire when final cuts come down. I truly believe that. That is a hot take. I like that take. We'll mark it down, everyone. That's uh, We'll revisit that. Um. I mean, I think there's a good chance that at some point the starting linemen are people that aren't on this roster, but I don't know. We yeah. still have some good depth, and we've got a lot of guys competing. We'll see what happens. Did you know um, James Ferenc is Kirk Ferenc's kid? No, that's stunning. I should have yeah. known that, I guess. But Yeah, I was, watching, I, was, I was watching that last. I didn't know. They are like, yeah, James Ferenc, uh, you know, son of legendary Iowa coach Kirk Ferenc. I was like. So it's another Belichick really? nepotism move. He's another <laughs> Bill, Bill, the king of nepotism here, Bill Belichick. Who, who would have seen it coming? But in the last five, 10 years, it's all this man does. Can you imagine um, if Saban had a kid? Oh my God. Speaking that been the of the king of nepotism, as we go to Vegas this week. Bill is having Bill is having a lot of fun in Vegas. There is with the UFC title belt with Dana White. Uh, Bill loves Vegas. Jesus, does he? <laughs> Did you see that interview where he just went on about for about nine years about how great their uh, facility is? Yeah, the Taj Mahal. Yeah. The Taj Mahal. It's like he, Kraft has given him everything he's ever wanted. And man, he couldn't wait to just dump. Like, what is he doing? He loves it out there. Or maybe it's just so he doesn't have to talk about the offensive coaching. Kraft literally built a city in the middle of Foxborough, in the middle of nowhere for that guy. And he's over there talking. I mean, it is nice. Don't get me wrong. But uh, it's one of those things. He, he was talking about the Las Vegas facilities like a backup punter for Arizona. He would go on that long about it. We all know Bill loves talking about punters. Oh, yeah. 
I, apparently we found a new thing you can get Bill to talk a lot about it. It was, it was punters, uh, Navy of like the forties, different Lacrosse weird kind of. old run systems and special teams coverage. And now, uh, Vegas facilities, Vegas football facilities is new to the list. Yep. Don't forget world war two. <laughs> yes. And, and <laughs> as anyone's dad of his age, uh, yeah. world war two, <laughs> um, that's such a bad move. So, so speaking of Vegas, um, reports yesterday, the Patriots had a rough day. Uh, the offense really struggled. Max struggled. The offensive line struggled, couldn't move the ball. Um, that got the media all riled up again. The defense also had a tough time with Devontae Adams just shredding everyone. I'm not as concerned about that. He's one of a kind, and in practice situations, a guy like that is even more of a problem. But what do you think about these offensive problems? It sounds like today was a lot better, but what do you, what do you think? Yeah, to touch on the defense, I can't imagine they're doing too many systems right now in practice where they're trying to eliminate one guy. It's not a game. They're trying to see who can play. I'm not too concerned about that. If anything, you know, the Patriots weren't known for taking their best player out of the game come game And time. it's a good challenge for our guys to go against a guy like that. That's what it is. You want to see what they can do. You know, who's going to be the guy that you can put out there one-on-one -on -one when necessary. But, uh, yeah, they're not, it's not like they're game planning, you know, you know safety help around Devontae. It, 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 that's nothing to me. That's a nothing thing. Uh, the offense looked great today, though. Um, even yesterday, they said the two-minute drill towards the end, they really improved. This offense is progressing. They're working on stuff clearly. This is exactly what we heard two weeks ago. They're, they start slow. They're working on stuff, and they're building. We got – to be honest, that's kind of how the game against the Panthers went to start. We started out with two real bad series. Didn't look good at all. But we built. We built. We progressed. We just got to remember, this isn't like a magic thing. We don't have Tom Brady there anymore. He's not in year 15. We got a second-year quarterback. We got a bunch of dudes who haven't played together on the offense right now. It's going to – Take time. And this is practice. It's not like we're making excuses for week one, week two. Let the dudes work on what they need to work on. But, of course, old media is just so freaking excited to jump down Bill's throat when everything isn't perfect anymore. It's a I joke. think that's a great perspective, what you're saying there, is, is one part that I think everyone leaves out is – this is practice. So they are working on stuff that they are struggling on. That's the stuff you're going to work on more than the stuff you're already great at. And also you are not out there with the sole goal of defeating the other team. Your goal is to work on the stuff that you're working on. So yeah, if, if the goal was to beat the Raiders, they would be doing different things, but they are working on a bunch of stuff. Um, on that note though. And, and yeah, it's given the media fodder and all that. Cause they got to have shit to talk about. Um, but Bill, again, not answering questions about the offensive stuff, about Patricia, Judge, et cetera. But an interesting insight is the man who would know the most about this, who did give a good answer. Let's listen to what Josh McDaniels said today when asked about the Patriots offense and how it's being run, et cetera. They got a lot of really good coaches. And um, I was in a position once where, you know, I was on the defensive side of the ball for a couple of years and. Then I moved over and coached quarterbacks for one year. And, I, you know, then all of a sudden, you know, the, the next thing I'm doing is being ready to, you know, call the offense after being on the offensive side for one year. And I remember nobody believing that that was really the case, you know. And, look, I think at the end of the day, Bill has a plan for whatever he wants to do. And, you know, that plan sometimes um, he has foresight that some, some of the rest of us don't have. I didn't have it when he pushed me ahead and, and, and help, help me do that. So from what I saw yesterday, I mean, that was as competitive as a, a practice as we could have asked for. 
little better perspective, right? And yet another former coach saying, dude, let the man do his job. He knows what he's doing. That's coming from the head coach of the Vegas Raiders. He is, if anyone knows, let Belichick do his job. He knows more than us. He literally admitted to it. Well, and like Josh is saying, you know, I, you're all acting like I'm the offensive guru, but I started in the same spot. I didn't know where I was. I was doing all different stuff. I was coaching defense, and then Bill worked me into this, and I learned it. Did he admit um, not being ready for it? <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> he said he wasn't ready. But uh, it is refreshing, though. Josh gives a more honest and forthright answer than Bill has given us in two months about this. Um, and it's a good answer, and it's the truth. Uh, you know, we these are NFL coaches, and this is an NFL team going against NFL players. There's a lot going on here, and Bill Belichick is the best at this. Um, so a lot of the the naysayers are are just that. Yeah, I think it's a great perspective to get it from McDaniels. Man, he looks a little strange in that uh, gray and black, doesn't he? Just doesn't look right. Well, he spent so much time in those wonderful facilities. <laughs> um, um, I, I think it's important just kind of, you know, take understand that McDaniels knows better than anybody. And he gave a really refreshing point. He said, look, this has happened before. This isn't the first time this has happened. And it's going to work out just fine. You got to, I mean, I hate to say it, trust the process. Yeah, as Bill's been telling us. And Josh is saying the same thing there. Um, and you know what, in fairness, as much as people want to, want to hate on these decisions and, and be nostalgic about Josh McDaniels, I mean, how often were we ripping Josh McDaniels in game decision-making? I'm kind of excited to not run jet sweeps to Brandon Bolden on third and two over and over. So, you know, you know, we get a little gift out of this, which the Raiders also have Brandon Bolden. So look forward to that. Do they really? Yeah. <laughs> Exciting. Yeah, no. They can't wait for those third down calls. Yeah, third and two. We have the best interior line in the league, and we run freaking off tackle every time. Nice and slow developing. Yeah. Come on, man. So, speaking of the Raiders, uh, what are you expecting to see this Friday out of the uh, Patriots as we go on to our final preseason game? Remember, there's only three nowadays. Um, Guys fighting for jobs, Connor. Guys fighting for jobs. Um, I'm interested in how many people are going to play. Uh, given the troubles and the, the hiccups and, and the big gap between this game and the actual opening, I think we'll still see a lot of the core guys play a bit because they have to, right? I mean, they got to get a good feel for um, for playing. Uh, I think the offensive line guys fighting for those spots that we're talking about. And then obviously, you know, we're fighting for that 53-man roster. Um, some of the depth at defensive back should be interesting. Um but I, a lot of stuff, at least up top, seems to be kind of working its way out, um, starting to find what makes sense. Um, a question here from someone feeding us a question. How do we see the Pats matching up with number one wide receivers like Adams um, without J.C. Jackson? Connor, I mean, I think you kind of already answered this question. We take away the number one guy. What they'll do is bracket him over the top and make you beat us with someone else. Uh, with especially with the safety help we have right now um, and the depth we have at these D-back positions. Do you agree? Yeah. What's great about what we got right now is our safeties are capable of coming down into the box. So uh, they're, they're very versatile. So we're going to be able to disguise coverages real well with the safeties up top, our cornerbacks. Like you said, we'll, we're, we're like the king of brackets on those deep threats. Uh, so I think with the safety versatility we have this year, they're going to be able to disguise coverages better than ever. Um, uh, at the same time, uh, Freaking, apparently, if uh, uh, freaking Jalen Mills keeps doing what he's doing, one on one, the guy's been an absolute lights out lately. So I'm actually yeah. excited to see if they give him the opportunity 
to go out there and play a little island type corner against them because it's you know. Yeah, and we have such good uh, leadership at safety. I mean, I think the defensive backs are going to be in really good shape. I, I I'm not that worried about that. Um, we are going to get tested right away with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Uh, so we'll find out pretty quick. And then the Steelers aren't aren't too shabby at receiver either. So the first oh, yeah. couple of weeks will tell us that pretty fast. Um, other notes coming into the end of uh, of this last preseason week. Um, it looks uh, it looks like Montgomery is really taking over that role of the third Jeez. down back. Okay, he he's so, been awesome in camp, and then also Hunter Henry being back. Thoughts on both of those things? Yeah, Ty Montgomery, man. At, at the beginning of the season, I was uh, I was worried this dude was uh, on the roster bubble, and this guy is now looks like he's going to be a huge part of this team, uh, especially with White retiring. Uh, I'm sure they knew that White wasn't going to be able to come back pretty a lot earlier than the public. Uh, so that's why Montgomery has been getting the ball a lot, getting reps like crazy in practice and the game. Uh, I think Ty Montgomery is going to be a huge part of this team. Hunter Henry coming back healthy is going to be great. A couple other things I'm looking at is uh, does Kendrick Bourne play uh, this week? And if he does, does he produce? Because that dude has been an enigma this preseason. I he think he's been... just a gamer, Connor. I think he's just a gamer because there wasn't a lot of talk about him in camp last year. I mean, he was new, so there wasn't as much expectation. And then he was so good last year. Um, I don't know. I just feel like I'm not going to doubt Kendrick Bourne and his contribution until we see a few weeks of real football. It's, I'm not doubting anything. I just want to see something, anything. Good, yeah, bad, oh, anything. yeah, we can't get on this guy for being bad. We can't talk about him for being good. He hasn't done, he literally hasn't done anything this camp, which is. And, and Aguilar weird. was sounded like Aguilar was a bit sidelined today. I think he's fine, but but I, yeah, he, the thing is, it's hard to judge. A lot of these reports of guys going down, it they're in Vegas, and the heat has gotten to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So you see a guy leave the field, and you're not sure what it really is. Yeah, Peppers and Aguilar both left, but they came back to sideline drills, so that's a good sign. Yeah, that's I think actually it's one thing. I it's got to be right that dry heat. Uh, I want to see uh, one thing. I want to see on Friday is Peppers, man. I want to see Jabril Peppers out there, hopefully a little bit healthier. Uh, I want to see what he's capable of because that guy could be a real impact player for this team. Uh, he's kind of guy I could see being like a starter or getting cut on final cutdowns. It's one of those things, like you know, because we always do one. So I really want to see what he's capable of this week. Uh, and finally, D line, dude, there are some serious guys that are playing their buns off right now. And I'm nervous that the guys that we can't keep aren't going to clear and get to our practice squad because there's going to be a lot of teams out there that are chomping at the bit for some of these dudes to come in and play their a gap. Uh, LeBron Ray, as we've you know, that's been our guy. I love LeBron Ray. Yeah, I love him. Too. I think he's freaking awesome. I want him to make the team so bad. But uh, right now, Carl Davis is playing pretty yeah, is, well. Is Carl Davis the odd man out right now, which is a crazy thing to think? <sighs> it's well, it's not Barrymore Godshaw, and exactly uh, well, not guy. It's not uh, guy. Yeah, it, it, that's that's the thing, man. It's and there's uh, oh, there's another rookie that's playing his ass off right now. Us, uh, Sam Roberts. Yeah. Sam Roberts playing unbelievable. So I know, it's crazy, but I mean, Carl Davis is a starting NFL player. Well, that's the thing. He ain't, he'll, he'll be picked up immediately by, uh, by a, a team that needs a little bit of help against this the Patriots run. defensive front is going to be awesome. So it's gonna be crazy. Good. We're not going um, to hide any of these dudes on the injured list either. My last highlight, this is kind of like the thing that stands out to me through coming through all the preseason, all the stuff that gets hyped up, all the stuff that got hyped up last year. Um, has anyone just shown their their worth more through so much than Jacoby Myers. You know, we sign all these guys last year in the receiving game to to take over the receiving spots. We saw, we draft Tyquan Thornton this year. All the talk of 
of all these receivers we have, all this depth. Everyone's talking about five, six different guys. And who emerges? Who is the top guy right now? Who's the best receiver on this team? It's Jacoby Myers. Um, today, apparently, he was just shredding them. Um, here's what I, a little clip of what Mac Jones had to say about him. Yeah, he's just a really smart football player. Uh, he's been one of my close friends since I've gotten here, and I trust him. We see the game the same way, sometimes without even talking about it. So um, we're just working on, you know, growing together and kind of making our repertoire a little better just with what he sees. How can he help me? How can I help him? And hopefully we can grow together here. And uh, he's just a tough, smart football player, and um, I'll take him on my team forever, hopefully. And I'm going to invite him to my dad's lake house after prom. It'll be great. <laughs> but seriously, Jacoby Myers, I mean, this guy is becoming like the next of the, the Troy Brown, Wes Welker, Julian Edelman string of Patriot receivers. Except he doesn't get the talk like those guys did. Like New England has always appreciated their guys, you know, those hard-nosed guys who may not be the best player on the field, but, you know, like you said, a gamer turns into the best player on the field. You're Troy Browns. Yeah, you're Edelman's. I feel like we're taking him for granted. This dude has come in and done nothing but produce, nothing but be successful with some of the worst quarterback play we've seen in the history of this franchise. And I feel like we're taking him for granted. We haven't even mentioned him this preseason. Like, it's all about, okay. Because he's so reliable, man. You almost don't even need to mention him. But I think this is the year that we do talk about him a ton. I think he's going to break out and have an an Edelman peak level year. I think he's getting 100-plus catches. I think he's just going to be a stud for this team. I really hope him and uh, Devontae Parker can become that one-two punch. We know that they're capable of being, man. Mac Jones, it's not a bad receiving core for him. If he can be successful in this league, it's going to be successful with this receiving core. It's Things are set up nice for him if our offensive line can keep him up. Yeah, and so, I mean, that's pretty much where we're at, headed into Friday. Um, pumped to see where what it looks like and pumped to go into next week where we're cutting down to 53, and then we are a week away from NFL football. Um it's crazy. Uh, I'm going to submit an updated projected 53-man roster later in the week. I know that you've thought about, proje- about yeah. doing one as well. We'll try to get together on that so we can release them simultaneously uh, and talk about it. It's going to uh, be so hard. It's going to be impossible. But I want to get one more in before uh, that final big cut-down week. All right, Connor. i got a Boston sweep for you to close this out, okay? <sighs> Boston sweep coming up in the Boston sweep this week. Yesterday, during the Jimmy Fun telethon, Red Sox general manager Heim Bloom called in. Heim Bloom pledged <laughs> pledged to donate $100 per win for the rest of the season. 100 whole dollars per wow, Red Sox win for the rest of the season. How do you think, what do you think about Heim Bloom donating maybe $300 to the Jimmy Fox? Uh, I was going to say, all right, so about 900 bucks. Hey, that's not, that's not so bad. Almost 1000 Yeah, we'll get nine more dubs, get 900 wins out of them. What a joke. He, what a joke. Is, are you kidding me right now? The problem not is for him. He can't He can't be like, I'm going to donate 10000 per win because he knows they're not going to win that many games. Why not, though? The guy's a millionaire. What is $100 per win? Also, it's your job. It's your job to win games. What do you mean? Don't, this isn't fun. This he isn't fun for him. He's his whole life, I oh. guess. It's not just franchises. But like, Well, everybody in Boston, oh, look how cute. The GM is donating 100 per win. It's like, dude, this isn't like the second baseman's dad. Your job is to put a team on the field that's supposed to win the freaking game. God, what a chat. He's going to start tanking so he doesn't have to give the 100 bucks. Oh, he already did that. The trade deadline. Um, the Athletic did an analysis of all 32 NHL hockey teams' farm systems. The Bruins came in 32 out of 32. Uh, 
How is Don Sweeney still the GM of this team? I don't think we needed the athletic to tell us that. We have known for years that uh, we have a horrible farm system. We can't draft. We can't develop. We can't do anything. Uh, not to mention the athletic. Ugh, I keep clicking them, man. They keep telling me I got to pay for it. And you're I not allowed that. to read it. Yeah. I just don't want to. Yeah, I can't believe you got anything out of that because every time they're like, Ooh, subscribe, I'm like, oh, you got me. I just read the headline, Connor. Nice. Don't we all? You, you click it and then get frustrated. I don't know why Don Sweeney has a job, dude. That guy must talk circles around management to get all these coaches out of there. Like, nah, they're the problem. I'm just going to keep giving the same dudes that are getting older and older and older the same contract. It's, yeah, guys that we drafted in the early 2000s, That's <laughs> this whole roster's propped up on that. And, I mean, I guess he's gotten two guys right in Pasta and McAvoy. But, I mean, my goodness, his only cool. real talent is getting people not to leave, I guess. But They're saying our firm system's so bad, we're going to have trouble dealing for guys at the deadline. We're not going to be able to produce any type of package that any team wants. Well, and we're so old that, I mean, we are, what, a year, two years away from that being the Boston Bruins? We're going to be Detroit. That, dude, we've been saying that for years. I think we this, it might be this year. It might be this year that we're the freak we turn into the Blackhawks, the Red Wings. And Pasternak's contract is up this year. So look out. Wow. Uh, it, the final one. Up? Really? The final all... one. The final oh. question for you, Connor, uh, in the Boston sweep. Boston legend, top of the Boston Mount Rushmore. Where has Tom Brady been the last two weeks? What is he doing? We talked about this last week a little bit. 11 days. I have absolutely no idea. I assumed it might have been a health thing in the family. Sounds like that's not the case. Every every single uh, uh, media television media is like, "Oh, are him and Giselle on the outs?" It's like, no, are they? The Masked Singer, sure, yeah. I have no idea. I have no. I, I think I think he's just doing it because he can. I do too. I think that's the answer, or it's some weird health thing that he's doing. Like he's, I don't know, getting some like weird injections or that, I don't know, Alex Guerrero stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Plastic <laughs> surgery. Who knows? But my real concern is like, are his teammates like cool with it? They must be like, dude, what the, you kind of have whatever. The guy's going to win you a football game. So who cares? But man, what a weird guy. If he didn't win a, a Super Bowl two years ago with Tampa, he couldn't get away with this. He he brought him a championship right away. He was like, "Yep, that's, that's what I thought." He's turning. He's never going to answer what he was doing, is he? He's turning into kind of an, a really odd guy. Very weird guy. Yeah, and he's like making movies that sound terrible. I, the guy's a weird guy. You know, who he's turning into is freaking Tom DeLonge, dude. I don't know why all our heroes have to do this to us. It's so freaking weird. <laughs> that is so true. Be a regular um, guy. At least he went and did this part somewhere else, but it's very strange. I, I honestly think he will never answer the question of where he was these last two weeks. I hope somehow it comes out from someone, but I think it's just going to be a rumor mill forever. What a weird guy. Weirdest Thanks, thing. Tom, though. We love you, but I mean, what the hell? All our heroes named Tom are just weird dudes that are going to continue to do weird stuff, and we have to accept that. All right. Anything else for us? That's the end of the Boston Sweep. I, that was a good Boston sweep this week. Appreciate you not putting on a picture of the Goo Goo Dolls. That was frightening last Couldn't week. Do it. Couldn't do it. Um, that, that, like really, like it's been in my brain ever since. Yeah, we'll have to bring that up to the Buffalo guys on the EMQ squad. Uh, see what they have to say about that. Hometown heroes. Yeah, <laughs> we got a nice little little thing going with them. Uh, okay, final pitch. Um, big prediction for Friday. I don't really have a good prediction. I think my prediction is that we're going to play everyone the first quarter, at least um, beyond that. I have no idea. A lot of guys are going to have to show out. Um, the Patriots, how it's managed is you never really know. Um, I don't know what to expect, but I'm excited. I just can't wait for a week and a half from now. Yeah. It's, it's, 
two two and a half weeks. But a week and a half from now, when we get to start talking about week mm-hmm. one, and that's yeah, all we, 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 we yeah we don't we don't take yeah. weeks off. We don't take weeks <laughs> exactly off. when the yeah, preseason so. is over. <laughs> yeah, I like it. All right, yeah. um, everyone, like, subscribe, comment. Subscribe to Every Morning Quarterback. We'll see you Sunday for the EMQ. We'll see you back here next week, Wednesday or Thursday, for Pat Stans Inc. talking final 53, man, and heading into the regular season. Um, It's been good, Connor. Let's go. Let's go.